my pleasure and delight to welcome a true legend to my show, probably best known for his co-starring role in the TV show Happy Days, where no less than 60 million viewers would tune in weekly to see him as Ralph Mouth. It's Don Most. Don, welcome to my show. Oh, thank you, Claire. Thanks for having me. Very nice oh, to be with you. You're so welcome. Now, you've had an incredible career and you've got so many creative talents, you know, with the acting and the directing and, of course, this wonderful music that you're releasing, which we'll talk about very soon. Um, But let's just start with Happy Days. It was so long ago now, wasn't it? Yet it's still so well known. People remember it or they pass it on down the generations. And, you know, it was a real feel good factor, that whole series, you know, well, seasons shall we say and it's remembered really fondly amazing theme tune um why do you think that show was so magical that's that's a good question i mean at the time um in the 70s when we were doing it um it was sort of a good escape and nostalgia because things were getting pretty turbulent and and it was like a look back at a simpler time of the 50s and and that nostalgia really, the timing was good for it. Now, in terms of the longevity that it keeps going on, as you mentioned, through generations, I think it's a, it was a, a combination of factors. I think we had an amazing cast where the people just had great uh, chemistry and we got along so well, so we were like a family. It did seem and like that, you know, playing a family and, and friends and all, it did look like that chemistry was there. So were you just great friends as well off screen? We were. We, yeah. we became great friends and, and like a family. And, and not only the cast, but some of the key people behind the camera, like our director, Jerry Paris, who was like a mentor and a uncle for me and, and the rest, and Gary Marshall, who was our executive producer, was a great mentor. So the, the combination of that, uh, the, those two things, and the fact that it was a very talented cast. You Absolutely. Know, and, 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 and they worked, everyone had a good work ethic. We worked very hard to make it look like, like yeah, easy. well, the best people do, don't they? They just make it look so yeah. easy. And you, of course, had this comic role, didn't you? Now, was that specifically written for you? It, it kind of was. Um, I was originally um, auditioning for the role of Potsy and, um, you know, went through several auditions and a screen test. And then my agent called and said, you know, you didn't get the role of Potsy, but they, w- they loved your screen test so much. They want to create a role for you. And there's a small part in the pilot episode and they'll make that a regular, you know, one of the regular characters guarantee you a certain amount of episodes that, a season and all that. So that's how that came about. And then it evolved because at the beginning, they just said, he's a guy who likes cars and he's a bit of a wisecracking guy, you know? And then (laughs) from there, it just sort of evolved between what I was doing and what the writers picked up and what Jerry, director and Gary felt. So it was a, if you watch the show from the beginning, you'll see it was a real evolution to the character. So it just looks like you're having so much fun. Oh yeah, um, we we did. I mean, because we loved work. I loved working with these people, and and the, the scripts were so good. So we did have a lot of fun. 
but we also, like I said, we took it we took it seriously. But it was a perfect combination of those two. I of, suppose you, know, you had to work hard as well because if it was a weekly show, how did it work in terms of getting your script, doing a read through, and then kind of doing it and filming it on set? With I guess there wasn't that much rehearsal time, really. Well, the first two seasons we did it um, in, as a one camera show, like a movie. So yeah, we we didn't even do a read through. We would just get our our, our the script. And then we'd see what scenes we were shooting that particular day. And you show up early and, and you rehearse a little bit before, you know, you set it up and then you shoot it. Then yeah. you go to the next scene and you set up and shoot it. And we would do a show in like four, four three and a half, four days. Um, then by the third season, we switched to a, a three camera format where we shot in front of a live audience on Friday nights. So that was oh, very fun. Yeah. Then we, then we got to rehearse kind of all week and then shoot the show kind of like a play. And did that so really that, differ then getting that energy off of the audience? I bet they loved it, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. It was a tremendous energy that we get from the audience and, and it gave the show a different, uh, you know, when you look at the first two seasons and then you look at the ones after it's a very different feel. The dynamic is different. Um, and, you know, some people say, you know, I like the early shows. It was more subtle and more like a movie. And then other people like the, the more high octane type of energy that the three camera show had. And so, do you have a favorite? You know, I, I don't really. I think I have more. Uh, I look at the individual, some episodes as favorites, you know, like, uh. a, oh, I love the episode when we had the drag race from the first from the first season but then i love the episode in three camera where i cracked up fonzie's motorcycle and then he was out to get the guy who did it and then i was like scared out of my mind so <laughs> so, so you know it's more about which ep there were great episodes from both formats i think yeah and then you decided it was time for you to move on when you weren't so happy with the way the script was moving yeah you know after doing it for seven seasons um, it, it's hard for a show to keep up, you know, the, the sort of freshness. And, and I felt that, you know, I'd been playing that one character for so long and, and I knew I was getting very associated with it because it was so popular. And I felt the scripts were not at the same level that they had been. And so it was a combination of feeling like, okay, as an actor, I wanted to have a career with longevity and Absolutely. playing a wide variety of roles. So I felt it was time to move on. And was it hard in that sense to be forgotten as Ralph when you were going out, you know, wanting to pursue these other career prospects? It, it was very difficult to shake that at the beginning. Um, you know, I, I was telling my agent, I'd like to just go up for like films and theater, but maybe stay away from TV for a while. And mm -hmm. I went like nine months. I couldn't even get an audition for a film. Really? They, yeah, because, you know, back yeah. then, especially they... They looked, uh, TV and film were more separate than they yeah. are now. Yeah. Today, you go back and forth between the mediums. But back then, it was very separate. And it was hard. So um, it was like hitting a brick wall. I, um, so I finally said, you know what? Okay, let's do, I'll do some television and, and um, you know, start pecking away, at getting different kinds of roles. It was, it was tricky at, t at the beginning, but I kept doing it. And 
and slowly started breaking yeah, down that, yeah. that barrier. And people were forgetting the old and seeing you as being able to do all these other things too. And I yeah. suppose it's like you were saying as well about TV and film, and it's become very diluted now, hasn't it? And there's so many different platforms. It's fantastic. There's so much out there. But back in the day, you know, with that TV show, everybody was watching it, weren't they? Yes, there was only, you know, three big networks um, and a few small local channels, but there was no cable and there was no internet, so um, no streaming, none of that. So, yeah, we would have like 50, 60 million people watching us on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. So so many humans, isn't it? I mean, wow, what does that feel like now for you looking back? It almost seems like it's from another life. Like it's hard to... It's hard to fathom that. Yeah. And um, even at, at the time, it's hard to comprehend that. You know, you're doing your thing in a sound stage, you're kind of insulated, and then you don't realize just how many people are, are watching it. It's, it's, it's hard to really grasp that concept until yeah. you get out, get out in the public and you, everywhere you go, people know you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's pretty <laughs> Wonderful surreal. Wonderful times, I'm sure. Sounds amazing. Yes. It sounds amazing fun. Yes. And what made you want to go into directing? You know, I, I think it, I, at one point I knew that I'd want to, but I wound up doing it a little sooner than I expected because I think I was getting frustrated during a time of when I wasn't getting up for the kinds of roles that I wanted as an actor. And I was doing some things, but but I was, you know, it wasn't fulfilling enough for me creatively. And, and I had an opportunity to direct a play um, in L.A., so I, I, I did it and it was a great experience. And then I did some more, the, more theater you know, as a director. And then I said, okay, I'm going to start looking for some film projects that, because then it would be great to get behind the camera and, and direct. So um, I was lucky. I found a great script and, um, and a producer who had a lot of experience that liked it too. And together with him on board, we were able to raise the money. And then I got my first film off the ground as a director. It was called The Last Best Sunday, a very dramatic film, um, but I loved the script and and it, it did really well. And, and, and then I've done two more since then, uh, two other ind- independent films. Because didn't you win? More... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm I was sorry. just going to say, didn't you win the Outstanding Achievement in Directing Award for Moolah? Yes, now my second film, Moolah, a comedy drama, um, I did win that award. It was at the premiere uh, it premiered um, at the Newport Beach Film Festival here in California and uh, won that award. So that was very gratifying. And um, and I'm hoping to do, I have some projects in development that I'm hoping to get launched and that I'll get to direct again, I hope, some, sometime soon. Yeah. Wow. So all this great directing work and experience doing that and all these talents you have, because you also do all this fantastic singing, don't you? With this big band style, this Rat Pack kind of swing stuff. Now you yeah. sound amazing. You've got such oh. a powerful voice. And oh, how you. did all this big band stuff come about? I guess you've always enjoyed singing, haven't you? You even did singing and pop stuff back in sort of the happy days time, didn't you? Yeah, even before that, it started for me when I was very young. I was going, I was pursuing singing really before acting. Um, I was, well, it was kind of both. I was going to a school in New York City for um, singing and dancing and acting. And then um, I wound up getting picked to be part of a nightclub review uh, that performed in, in clubs up, the Catskill Mountains was a resort area upstate New York. 
And I was 15 years old and I was performing in this nightclub review. So I was doing that really before, you know, it was five years before I landed Happy Days. Mm -hmm. And I switched gears to acting after that summer. Um, but I knew I'd want to do the music again at some point. And I've done musical theater over the years. So I, the singing has come into play. But I knew I'd want to do, you know, the the Rat Pack kind of thing, you know, the Sinatra kind of thing, which I always loved back from back when I was young. And um, I decided six years ago, seven years ago now, um, if I'm ever going to do it, I better start. I'm not <laughs> getting much younger. And um, and it's all and this keeping you young, Don, all of this, though, isn't it? It does. It definitely helps in that in that regard. And um, and I, I, you know, I knew that this music was also coming has come back, you know, because in the 70s, when I was on Happy Days, it was this music was looked upon as passe. But then there was a big resurgence of the great American songbook and 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 the sta jazz standards in the in the like 90s, you know, and so. Um, I knew that this was a good time to do it. So, um, and luckily, uh, you know, I, I, I still had it in my blood and I got up there, uh, did some jazz clubs in LA and New York and people loved it. And it led to me doing a CD called uh, Mostly Swinging. Mostly big... Swinging. Yeah. <laughs> I can see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a nice little uh, play on my name, obviously. <laughs> and, and, um, and so with a great big band and I had a blast and people, you know, responded to it very enthusiastically. And now I'm doing another CD with a different, a little different style, still some of the jazz standards, but we're mixing it in with some songs from the sixties and seventies that are like, you know, from what we call classic rock and R and B and all that kind of stuff. So we were able to fit some of that in there. And um, and it's a nice blend, some jazz standards, but with not the big band, like a contemporary jazz sound. And then this other kind of music, which the single that is being released is one of those kind of songs. Yeah. So let's talk about that then. Smoke from a distant fire. So, yeah. How would you describe that? Well, um, when we were looking at songs from the 60s and 70s, I was going through like some of my old playlists and and I came upon that song and I, I always loved it. It was a hit in 1977 for a group called the Sanford Townsend Band. And I always loved it. It was, it was pretty up-tempo and it almost had a swing feel with rock. That's probably why I liked it. But uh, Tony Mantra, my producer, decided, he said, you know, that would be great. What if we changed it and did it a little more bluesy, you know, bluesy rock? So I thought, I said, that sounds like an interesting idea. So we played around with it and that's how we approached it. And it, and it came out really, really well. I was really happy with it. So that that's the the origin of how that came about. Um, it, it is great. Big, yeah, it's really yeah. like smooth, isn't it? Yeah, it's smooth and, and got that bluesy it's got kind that, of feel. Yeah, so I, it does. I yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. And um, what does it feel like when you play with this big band behind you? Oh, gosh. It's such a high... Um, I, I love it so much. As a matter of fact, I'm doing a show tomorrow night um, here in, in, in Southern California at a jazz festival. And, and I'm going to have the big band with me again. I saw and that. I'm, yeah. I can't wait. Um, it is. It's such a it's such a rush of getting up when you get great musicians and great arrangements that swing and, you know, really cook. And then these great songs. 
it's um I feel like I don't know, like um, you get on a wave and you just yeah, ride you ride in this wave, in this wave. yeah, of joy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. That's wonderful. So, have you got much more booked in then? Now it's been tricky, hasn't it, all these COVID times? But it seems to me that yeah. more stuff's happening now. Yeah, um, it's starting to open up now. Um, and that, this is my first time performing again in like you know over a year, almost a year and a half. Woohoo! So, um, <laughs> so, so I'm excited, but. I don't have a lot lined up yet because it's all, you know, things haven't yeah. really completely opened up yet. Yeah. And the live performances was like one of the last things to, that can be opened up. Yeah. So I'm hoping, hoping now uh, it'll start coming in, you know, like the floodgates will open, I hope. Oh, I think they will for sure. Do you have a favorite? If I said pick one, singing, directing, acting, could oh. you pick one? I, I can't, you know, people ask me that and it's so, it's so, it's like a total conundrum for me. I can't pick one. Um, I, I would, I would probably, I mean, the directing, I just haven't done as much and I really enjoyed it, but um, it would probably be more the singing and the acting. Um, although I still hope to do some directing, but the singing and the acting is more visceral, you know, um, cause it's like a ball, it's like a ball player who's up, who's in the game as yeah. opposed to the man the manager who's who's you know controlling things so I like yeah. the visceral aspect being yeah. up at bat you're you right know? in the thick of it there well what about yeah. musical theater then yeah I've, I've done some musical theater and I enjoy that and uh, I, I could see doing more of that down the road I, I hope to do more you yeah, could it, it write something fit. couldn't you? you could you could write something specifically to suit wow. you or you wow. you know or a character maybe maybe I mean I'm not you know, I'm not really a writer. I, I'm good with working with writers. So maybe if it was a collaboration. collaboration, that, Yeah, that could that could happen. Or maybe it might happen because we haven't seen that yet from you. And you talked about doing um, with your early training, doing dance as well, didn't you? So maybe you'd be doing some dance moves as well. Or maybe like, do you do dancing? <laughs> do you do ballroom dancing well, or anything that, like that. a bit of Strictly Come Dancing? The dancing was never one of my strong fortes. Um, <laughs> I, I that was sort of like I was obligated to to take those classes, so it's not a strong suit for me. But you know, I could get by, you know, with the right choreographer and 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 enough rehearsal time, I could probably get by. Of course, you could. There's nothing you can't do, and it looks like you have an amazing life. You know, on your Facebook page, it's filled with like ceremonies and big gigs and great films and awards that you've got and amazing holidays I mean what a wonderful life that you have oh, Don oh thank you yeah I'm very fortunate and I'm so glad very gra grateful lately the um, I've been doing some really interesting films and different all different kinds of roles I'm getting ready to I leave in a few days to go on location to shoot another movie and I do have one out now called Lost Heart on Amazon Prime uh, where it's a very different role for me. I play a pastor. Um, it's a lovely film. So, um, and MBF, uh, where I play an attorney, defense attorney, it's also on Amazon Prime. So I'm really excited about, I, I think as I'm getting older, um, even more roles are, are becoming available to me because there's more separation from happy yeah, days. Yeah, of course, yeah. 
Yeah, and you, you know, you seriously work hard. You're a hard-working yeah. guy in the industry, aren't you, with all these things happening? Yeah, I enjoy it. I love it. I love the, the kind of work. So yeah, I hope yeah. to just keep doing it. Keep and going. you can tell. Well, you you really will. Absolutely. Well, gosh, it's been such a joy to meet you and to chat with you today. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. And gosh, all thank the very best with Smoke from a Distant Fire. It's a fantastic single. And with everything else that you've got coming on in all different platforms. Thank you, Claire. It's a pleasure talking with you. You Thanks certainly again. made the most of your life <laughs> <laughs> and you give your fans the most. <laughs> and as Ralph Mouth would say, you still got it. <laughs> I, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you again, Claire. <laughs>